money to throw at the problem. So, so throw it all at the problem, especially when it gives me more right. confidence. Well, I don't know. I obviously armchair quarterbacking and that sort of thing, but it's always funny when it's like, you know, I, I got to imagine you guys are making enough money to have a camera person and then have that video wind up on the internet, even if you further monetize it you know, find whatever, but to just not have it in this day and age seems a little silly to me. So. Yeah, completely agree. Okay. So we are talking about Dragon Con 2022. There's two different dispatches from Redditors that put it on the subreddit. It was very helpful. One of them is Sleepy LaReef and the Pi 314 And I'm very glad that those usernames are not uh, heinous and horribly not safe for work. <laughs> they're not. They're not Reddit. <laughs> so, yeah, they're yeah. very basic, normal usernames, and and not something uh, gross and sexual. But uh, bet between these two, we have an interesting amount of little tidbits, some things that we can speculate wildly about, and so we're going to. That's what we and do. will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Uh, to start with the. Bigger-ish bombshell, I guess, would be the question about Marcone, or at least that's what it felt like to me was one of the bigger things. When did Marcone take up the coin? And he says, Ride of the Valkyries was still playing. They were not back to the city from being on Demon Reach. So how much information did Marcone have of what a Denarian coin is? D did he just like, it's a shiny thing and I'm taking it, therefore I have something? Or did he understand that what it was? It's crazy. Well, and to clarify, like, this is the end of Small Favor, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, like, they had just saved him. He just got his butt kicked. He was bait, right, for uh, for Ivy. And multiple Denarians, you know, were taken down and absconded with their coins. And now we know where some of the missing ones went, or at least one of the missing ones, right? But, yeah, that's not, it's not just, like, like, honestly, there's almost as many questions with that answer as, you know, the answer in itself, right? Because, like, did he know it was Thorn and Namshiel when he grabbed it? Or did he just reach into a bag and pull one out and he just happened to grab one of the best ones? You know, like, I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, obviously, like, Marcone had no shame. <laughs> he saw his opportunity yeah. and took it, you know? Completely. So, but I, um... I feel like... did. Okay, so we had, sorry, I'm just trying to get my head around, like, the context of it, right? Because it's like, he obviously dealt with them quite a bit in uh, Death Masks still, because he hired the church mice in the first place, and that's where all of that came from. So he probably did spend the intervening years, you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all that Marcone, of all people, you know, as much as he's worried about Harry Dresden, probably feels like he could just bump him off if he really needed to. So guard is there for both of them. So he had several years to, you know, to plan or research or, you know, whatever. So. And, and yeah, I'd forgotten that he already had a, a run in with the Denarians before small favor that he was yeah. there with the, the church mice and they killed some of his people and stopped him from getting the things that he did. Um, right. So that kind of, yeah. like, if he used the time to research and to learn what they were, therefore, when he sees Nicodemus, he gets kidnapped, he's like, okay, he has a grasp of what it is. Did he know which one he was taking? 
or did I mean, right. was it just chance that he got Thorne Namshio? And I'm trying to remember, and I wish the encyclopedia was here uh, to yeah. tell me, like, was Namshio alive when they got to the end at Small Favor? Because, or did he die at the aquarium? I thought he died on the island, and that's right. when the the coin was taken up. So it was like it was only a, a second or two that Marcon would have had the ability to grab the thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. We'll see if maybe the the wiki can tell us in a quick okay. bit. But I found an blah, old blah, thread blah. from 2019 of asking who has thrown a damn shield. And it's like I don't think Marcone has, and I don't think he would lie about that. And I just wonder what those people think now. Right. Yeah. So yeah, he did. He got roughed up at the aquarium, is what it looks like. So because um, he got he got bounced by the silver hand. So yeah. some unknown power creates a silver hand construct for Dresden floating away uh, from him and reflecting his movements. It breaks the prison and thrashes. It's named Thorny. So this is where the uh, Wikipedia loses some clout, but uh, thrashes Thorny through several walls and glass, uh, ripping him to shreds, but not killing him. Later, he's waiting with the other Denarians at the top of the island uh, his maimed body stretched out on the ground. Uh, he's stuck on the ground begging. He throws some green light at Dresden. Michael lops off his head and then cuts off his hand with the coin in it. Okay. So that could be that could be where it was a little bit easier. Is like maybe Marcone right. saw this guy's throwing power. And then it's the hand, it's the one with the hand in it instead of, you know, like yeah. a lot of the other coins, like when they got killed, like the coins broke free of the host, right? Um, yes. You know, because like, I think, I think Magog, you know, had something like that, like when he gets split open or whatever by Eldest Gruff, he uh, like his coin just like rolls away or something, you know, so, but yeah, it's been a couple of years, so. But that might that might at least differentiate it because it's like, you know, do you reach into a, a bag of like six coins and hope for the best? Because except that I think maybe Tessa wound up with some of those. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Because like they managed to get some of them off of Michael when he got blasted. Um, oh, shit. Um, I think in skin game, the ones that Tessa had were the ones that went to the church. Okay. And that's why it feels like we really need to talk about how it handles those coins and how it's keeping it and right. what's best deal or something. Um, Stop putting them in, in the juice yeah. box. You know. <laughs> like giving them out like vending machines. Um, right. That's what was so interesting about the, the pictures with Sonia. And then there's a, all of like 30 something of them, they fell into the lake. Or there's the idea that um, Batarung took them. Right. Yeah. Encyclopedia needs to be here. I know, right? Look, man, we're only like 80%. He's like 110%. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, yeah, but still, I mean, that's that's pretty interesting that, you know, he was definitely an opportunist and, you know, leads to some speculation again that he, you know, he had done some research and that guard helped him out, which also leads me to the question, guards of Valkyrie, how human are the Valkyries? Because she's clearly mm -hmm. able to walk around the mortal realm and she's able to do stuff. She can still see 
people's fates and junk, can she take up a coin like a Genesquaw can? Or not? And, you know, like, was it her hand in the bag? It'd be like, no, you want this one because I can see the fates and this is the one that gives you the best outcome. Or Shit, was that, that would like be super important if she can see the fates of like the Jesus Christ? I would assume that Batarung is in some way able to shield his people from bad things like that from Garden and Yard because he does not want them to be perverted by trolls, nasty things, anything else like that. Okay, there's 11 Maybe. coins stolen by Thorned Namshiel. These coins were believed to have been given either to Tessa or Rosanna, and Namshiel himself was stolen by, well, Marcone, apparently. Right. Okay. I mean, stolen. They're angels, fallen angels. It's, they're not anywhere they don't want to be, you know? Like, so, even if it's a temporary thing, but, but yeah, so that was kind of a big bombshell. Mm-hmm. I liked this question. What was the worst decision that your main character has made? And Jim's response is that we haven't seen the extended consequences play out quite yet, but rescuing a little girl. And so which little girl has he rescued? It could be Faith Astor. It could be Maggie. It yeah. could be someone else. I I think I'm guessing that's Faith Astor just because he, he I think he's mentioned in another Q&A that she's the thing that's going to set off the BAT. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that that, you know, like she'll she'll come back and she's more or less the the genesis of that. So. So, yeah, it'll probably be one of those things where it's like, hey, you know, those seemingly innocuous, small, you know, uh, things cause big waves. And it'll be interesting how he goes about that. But, yeah, that, that that's my guess right now. Obviously, Maggie is all too easy of a candidate. Right. Because she was big waves. You know, yeah, there, there was this. This entire nation of vampires that no longer exists and so forth. So, you know, that would be an easy answer. And, you know, like she could have easily been the genesis of, you know, a lot of the post game stuff that we're seeing now with, you know, the Fulmore showing up and the Titan and all of that. We could tie that back down to Maggie, theoretically. But um, I'm, yeah, if it is Faith, I'm curious, you know, why and what and what she been up to, you know. Well, so I, do lean on the side of it was Faith Astor that he's referencing to because it, it did not do good things for them to actually save her because they were then in the short story, the ones that were kidnapping her, like the parents like turned it around on them. And right. that's like when they went to find uh, his old mentor, the private eye and ghost story, he said, I'll give you all the things that you lost or that Faith Astor case or made a reference to it because they had gone to court and you'd lost a bunch of money for it. Um, so that so very clearly was a bad decision to have helped a brat that didn't want to be helped versus yeah. how can saving Maggie be the wrong choice? I mean, it made a lot of problems, but can it be the wrong choice? Yeah. Well, see, you're, you're going to make me quote Picard in that, in this moment, because, you know, it's possible to do everything right and still lose, mm -hmm. but you know, which is also like, that would be Dresden's life. Right. You know, you know, you can absolutely see Dresden talking to Ebenezer or, you know, the Merlin and just being like, but it was the right thing to do. And it's like, yeah, that's why it's on your tombstone, jackass, because you died doing the right thing. <laughs> like you just because it was the right thing doesn't mean it was the smart thing, you know, to quote a, a different uh, shepherd. But 
uh, yeah, but uh, it's it just yeah, I, I I could be down for that too. Like he he's tangled himself with powerful kids, I guess. But yeah, I'd be curious, like because Faith, like I mean, yes, she was a brat. She's a rich kid from an affluent family. Obviously, they're going to turn it around to save face and money. Like I, I felt like that all made sense, even though it was a very, you know, kind of raw short story. But you know, also think about like what does she do with unlimited time and money and resources? Right? Does does seeing the troll leave an impression on her? You know, like it does other people, and does she get into the occult and wind up doing other stuff and shit? sound of justin thinking is she i'm i'm trying to figure out how much i'm gonna hate myself for saying this is she kamori oh god <laughs> i know right but i'm like <laughs> how bad am i gonna hate myself for saying this like is it uh, possible is it it you know like that it might help understand why she seems familiar And it's it's an angle we haven't approached before. You know, when EG comes back, he's going to throw a book at you. He's he's going to sign on in like five minutes. Mark my words. He's going to be like, "All right, that's yeah. this is what happens when I'm not around." Because he said those words, I can hear him already. But yeah, uh, you know. But I'm I'm just saying, like, obviously, like, there's more to being a practitioner and that sort of thing, right? She she had to have talent from somewhere. This is absolutely not based in fact anywhere it's all circumstantial so i'm not going to hang my hat on it but it's not a theory that i've heard and it just kind of struck me in the moment that like you know what what could she have been doing behind the scenes with a bunch of time and money because she's from a rich family and the answer is just about anything you know so but i don't know okay so there is nothing so far uh, assuming that the wiki is correct and so is my memory that Faith Astor has any magical ability. She was going to be eaten by a troll because that's what trolls do. Yes. But there's, yeah, there's no- It's naughty children. So. <laughs> there's, yeah. no, there's no indication that she is a wizard. Doesn't mean she isn't one. Right. But that's what I'm saying, right? Like I, I, I am intellectually sane and uh, sound, I can't think of the word right now, enough to acknowledge that I have presented this with basically no evidence and there is just as much evidence against it, right? So I'm not, you know, not going to hang my hat on that. However, however, in like five or ten years, if it comes true, you can come back to this episode to where you heard it first, so. <laughs> but because if you're throwing shit at the wall now. to see what sticks... Yeah, right. It, yeah, and that's, that's, is it really worse than time traveling Murphy? Like, come on. No. <laughs> it not much is worse than time traveling Murphy. Yeah. Now I'm stuck thinking about that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're welcome. See, there that's two episodes from now. Like, what has Faith been up to for the last I I mean and, and the other thing is like, you know, she's She's definitely an adult now, right? Like, yeah, it's no, been... she's gonna walk in being mid to late thirties, and he's gonna feel old, right? <laughs> right, yeah, and because because she was like what eight in the story, or I, I think they gave an age. She was eight or twelve or something like that, you know. Ten um, year old as of restoration. Ten year old. Eight. There you go. Yeah, that's like five years before Stormfront. Yeah, and and I mean it's been like fifteen years now, right? So so yeah, she's 
she's 30 now in, in the series. So, you know, yeah, it's, I don't know. And it, it, the, the main thing that I can't shake is the fact that like somehow for some reason, Cowl and Kumori have been shadowing Dresden this entire time. Right. Um, So, you know, like that's kind of the thing it, you know, would it, would it be the, the strangest thing that, you know, whatever Cowl is, where did he come in, right? Did he just literally show up at Bianca's party? Because I think that's the earliest, you know, we've seen them acting now, right? Because we have um, the earliest we've Blood seen Rights them, is the other one. But we we basically get a heavy implication that they're the reason of the Hex and Wolves and the belts. True. Like someone had right. given the belts to Denton. Heavy implication right. it was Cowl. But right. we didn't see Cal in Full Moon. Right. And I mean, similar impl implication that Victor Sells was given the black magic by right. someone but that we don't get to see. Yeah, some, somebody's been shaking the early villains, and it turns out it's probably these guys. How much earlier than that were they, you know, involved? Obviously, the troll was just a troll, right? I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, that they put the troll there or anything like that. Um, though maybe, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but you know, like it, it comes, it comes down to like, is, you know, I, again, to hate myself for this in advance. So you don't have to send me any hate mail over this is Cal for some reason, time traveling to be in these places, stirring the pot like this, or did he just decide Cal is like, you know what? Nobody's in Chicago. Nobody gives a fuck about Chicago. I'm going to go to Chicago and stir some shit and be like, where, why is there a white council wizard here? What is that about? Of all the bad luck. Like, I don't know. You know, like there's, uh, I don't, there's still God, so I'm many speculating questions. so bad. I, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what, Start writing what this did, down for future episodes, director. So. What did Cal say in White Knight uh, at the deep, or right before the deeps? And he was like talking to Vittorio of like, like, Vittorio was saying things like uh, the, the way is prepared or something like that. And Cal's, I need to go back and look. We need to do a reread again. It's been well, too long. It's just the. If it was something like the way is prepared, I could see that being like the deeps are prepared because he right. opens the portal, you know. But we've never, we but. don't know what Cal is doing. We don't know how much, yep. what his actual motivations are. He, he wanted to yep. do the Dark Hallow basically to keep it. Well, he wanted more power, whatever. He wanted to keep it away from Gravane and Corpse Taker. It, not quite the same Supposedly. thing. Right. Um, if Cal knows of everything that's going to happen, I would assume so because of this connection with the outsiders, he knows the BAT is going to happen. But with Kimori's, like, we are going to, we're doing good things. We're trying to help people. We're trying to stop death. Either they don't talk to each other, which is possible, yeah. or... <laughs> Or on some fashion, Cal thinks he's also doing the right thing, whatever that means. Yeah, if you guys haven't heard this before, I'm going to give you a little bit of Sith advice, right? So when you teach your apprentice, make sure that you teach them everything they know, but you don't teach them everything you know, just saying. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't for a, a minute think that Cal is entirely forthcoming with Kumori if, again, we take her at her word. You know, I'm sure she is being kept in the dark on on some things or, you know, kind of like Nicodemus, maybe he's he's got his head backwards, you know, because as as the man says, nobody's the villain of their own story. Right. So one way or another, they've got it wrapped around their head that they're doing good things, um, you know, so. 
could Which tell the time Which just traveling. occurred to me. We have no evidence to prove that he's not, except for the fact we've not really seen right. anything. Agreed. But as you were you were laying things out, it's just like if if in the time travel book, Harry goes back and sees from another point of view of Stormfront, and he gets to see Cal or someone pervert Victor cells from doing reasonable magic to doing black magic. And the same thing he gets to see Denton being given the Hexen Wolves. We'll be, we'll be able to know, but now it just right. fits too well. It's like, yeah, Cal obviously they're doing evil things and we'll get to see it. And now I can't disprove that to myself. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's the insidious thing about this speculation and being who I am and what we've talked about with all of these theories before, I'm making it sound reasonable because, you know, it it could be fun. It's what the author would do. But, uh, <laughs> you style. know, yeah. <laughs> right. But, you know, like right now, those let's let's put those on the question board. Right. We don't have to tie any red string to it. We don't have any foundations but it gives us another out. I, I'm still not shaking the fact that I, I still, uh, it doesn't necessarily impact the idea that I ascribe to that he's, uh, he's Simon Petrovich, um, oh, you know, yeah. and that I, sort of thing. I'm right? still not getting There's, over that. He can do all of these things and be Simon Petrovich. Right. Exactly. You know, so like that to me, that's a, a, a better speculation just because that that ties in nicely to a bunch of other things, including we don't have a body because he supposedly vaporized himself, you know, type of stuff. And what like, oh boy, isn't that convenient? Um, but anyway, yeah, I there are other cool and interesting things we can get out of the Dragon Con thing. But, you know, that sounds like a, a future deeper speculation episode on like. Because because that was one that's we've done a couple episodes like that right where we've been like okay so now we know Cowl and Kumori theoretically at least Cowl have been running around behind the scenes doing all this shit what have they been doing that we haven't seen you know We're and then it, it also right that was one you know and then also kind of along those same lines with the whole like what does Mirror Mirror look like right you know there are these alternate you know all these you know, multiversal stuff, which comes up as well. But yeah, anyway, we can be done with that. So Okay, okay. Let's move on to, to how about the Black Staff? Um, questions about ways to sidestep or break the rules with the Black Staff, kind of how does it work? Uh, Jim made a distinction between the laws of magic of the White Council, which they will break at the drop of the hat when convenient because they're bastards, and then the laws of physics, like rules of magic that are pretty much set in stone and, and uh, you will be punished if you try to uh, fly against gravity. So the black staff does for Ebenezer is that it lets him do black magic without corrupting him and twisting his brain into a complete lunatic for a time. Interesting. So, right. So how long has so, he had it? How long does it take right. for the damage to start setting in? Right. Well, and and does that possibly give us an explanation for, um, you know, why he's going off the rocker a little bit in peace talks? You know, I would assume so. So, right, he's fallen off of his own uh, like guide rails of like you should only do these things for a reason. That as he was trying to teach Dresden when he was a kid, and now he's just like because it pissed me off or like falling towards that because the black magic is slowly starting to corrupt him, which might mean that the black staff needs to constantly be changing hands. I mean, not constantly, but after a period of time or as duration of use, 
go to another person so that the one person isn't being as damaged and um, insanely powerful. Right. And he's had it for how long? We don't know when he got it. Right. Probably a while, though. Like, I don't know. I, I get, I get the impression that, you know, like, so obviously there, his beef with, um, I can't remember his actual name for some reason, but his beef with the Merlin, right? The current Merlin, uh, goes back. Yeah. Arthur, there we go. So Langtree. So his beef with Langtree goes back to like the French and Indian war. Right. I think we get that. Yes. Because Langtree is English and Ebenezer is Scottish and they hate each other. Right. Which, you know, a tale as old as time or, you know, a few hundred years itself makes sense. Right. But like, I think a, a part of that is, you know, obviously like Langtree ascending to being the Merlin and, you know, it's very possible that Ebenezer, you know, got the staff around the same time. So, you know, uh, that, that would be where I would start anyway. Again, we don't really have any hard evidence for that. Um, but I could absolutely see, you know, the two of them going head to head for one or one or both of these things. And then when Langtree finds out about the Black Staff, because it's probably not an open secret, it's probably not something that a lot of the White Council know about, you know, and then him just being like, wait, that shithead, he's got the ability to just do black magic and there's nothing I can do about it. You know, like I, I see Langtree taking that very well, obviously. Um, so, you know, that probably didn't help, but. But yeah, I mean, we'll we'll find out more hopefully in the next book. Especially, I mean, along with the questions of what is a starborn, <laughs> we've gotten small little bits of like how does the black stuff right. change? And yes, this book series is well known for answering all of our questions. So. It's in his style. Yeah. yeah, it's it's also well known for the protagonist to ask the freaking questions that need to be answered. You freaking bonehead! Like goodness. Uh, yeah. uh, we know more. We the readers know more about the black stuff than Harry does. And at that point, that's just stupid. Probably. Yeah. He's never asked the question of how does it pass on. We ask that question. And it's like, well, it chooses or they choose or something. Yeah. I don't want to disparage one of my favorite characters because I'm sure Ebenezer taught him a lot of really good things about magic. He taught him really good things about, you know, power and responsibility and yeah, yeah, you can fill in the rest. But for the love of God, he's a wizard. How did he not teach him to ask a goddamn question? (laughs) Like, you know, like... Did Ebenezer just sit him down and just be like, you know, here we go. We're we're going to do the thing now. So uh, maybe or maybe he did ask the questions and Ebenezer said, you don't get to know because you're not a wizard enough yet. And so he yeah, just learned right. to stop asking because he wasn't getting his own answers. I could believe that. Yeah, that's crazy. Let's see. There was some questions about Murphy, which I think is important. Like basically, can Murphy, Murphy return before Harry is dead? So yeah, and let's. What more? What makes mortal die is that they die. We are not done with her story. She may show up again in the future. We have seen people who are dead in the story, like Corpse Taker or Malcolm's Ghost. It's like dead people are there. She is a dead person. So it's, this isn't unusual. It's not like the same thing as she's resurrected to be able to be Murphy of old, but uh, 
she may show up again in the future. It seems like heavily promised that she'll at least be there in the BAT. And maybe earlier, maybe earlier is the thing. But we're not done with her story, whatever that means. Will there be more dragons? The final book should have a dragon battle, the case file, not the BAT. So the last one, so I think before it was, we thought it was like gonna be like book 20 or 19 or something. And now it's gonna be what, 22? Because three, 22. four, five, yeah. yeah, 22. So the, yeah, the, the order of the books is probably changing a little bit. There's an update on- Well, and then- Go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say the obviously adding extra books like Battlegrounds, you know, stuff like that shifts things around too. Yeah, I, so. I still kind of forget about, honestly. It's been out for two years and I still forget that it's a different number. Let's see. There's an update on the Cinder Spires since his usual pattern is to do a Dresden book and then a non-Dresden book and then back and forth to kind of keep things less boring for him. But he's having issues with the fact that he no longer has his cats. And the cats are an important part of the Cinder Spires. And therefore, he seems to be breaking more ground on the Dresden anyway. Like, he's reportedly got the dates lined out of what, working on the outline of 12 months and what things are going to be doing. And I just like the book, so I'd like to have more of them. Right. Us, like his books. Never. So. <laughs> Laura told Shag Nasty that she would kill it. So would that be a date night? Someone had asked. And he says, oh, God, that would be so sanity rending. So just completely tearing all sanity to pieces that probably can't happen. He didn't say no, but his tone was a no. But that, I mean, <laughs> blood on his soul is out there. And, and this just feels like, like as if not Shag Nasty, maybe the not... carry stinky guy. do want to know what the, the dates are supposed to be because I imagine every single one of them are going to go wrong in some fashion. Like they're supposed to go out to get coffee and they get attacked by a gigantic spider or something. Little mundane, but yeah. It's to you. <laughs> there is a a question again about the hats about like, why does he have a hat on the covers and Chris McGrath and whatever. Um, Harry will eventually get a hat. It is in the Smithsonian right now. And someone in the comments had said that this was uh, possibly Abraham Lincoln's hat as the only one that they could find that was in the Smithsonian. Or it's just in the why? lore back in the storage somewhere in the Smithsonian and not one that's out and known. I, Harry in a hat is very strange in the first place. Maybe it's a hat of questions, so he'll finally start asking some. Oh, God. <laughs> You're welcome. Have a rabbit in it. <laughs> I mean, if it's Abraham Lincoln's top hat, then yeah. There was a request for Harry Carpenter to be a Knight of the Sword with the Maggie Dresden files. Uh, I think Harry, well, he's the youngest one, so maybe he's the closest in age. Um, but which sword? Because Amaraki still has to go to Thomas 
So something about uh, Bob's then? trips. Say again? I was saying faith then. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, it always does, but let's see. Uh, there was a question about Bob's trips and what is he doing and do we get to see any more of those? Other than anything of him being Castle Bob of playing with that monster truck, probably not because he's not going to be writing erotica. Let's see, in the early books, people complained about how Harry does things and uh, let's see, like calling him an idiot for not asking certain questions or not investigating things. Uh, or maybe it's the misogyny that people keep laying out there. Is, do you know the, how these problems could have been solved otherwise? And his answer was, no, critics don't do anything, which I agree with. Just kind of continue going. What fictional IP would you merge with the Dresden Files? And he says things like Scooby-Doo or Supernatural. I mean, it goes back to the Supernatural investigative PI noir, which is good. That's what we started with. Uh, Buffy could be fun because seeing her beat up Harry. Multiverse would be chaos and anything could happen. So wait for the BAT, which gives us way more information than we uh, could actually have in tangible. We would just more things to speculate about what does the BAT mean with multiverse. And I would expect that to mean something like uh, all of the various versions of reality are starting to congeal into one. A and that's why everything is at risk in the BAT when the outsiders are actually coming through the door. Still looking for hats at the Smithsonian because there's no way there's only one. Uh, right, there, there has to be more. Go back to the other link. Let's see. Da, da, da. We might have harvested most of things. Everything else seems kind of familiar about like why the Spider-Man, whatnot, uh, or something that is a, a bit off to the side, like Bill Nye. Let's see, Winter Mantle, Leech Lord, Toot Toot, getting a castle, actually meant Harry took land from the Baron. So Dresden has a fiefdom he won in Chicago, but it's not really past his street. So he has this tiny little section that he magically owns in Chicago and you'll see more fallout, probably because like what we see in the law, it was uh, legal issues that Marcone was bribing people and now Harry doesn't have the money to do so. Well, yeah, I mean, we got we got a little bit of that in the law, right? So yeah. we'll probably see see more along those lines. But, but I think like he's also going to wind up in like, he's now a land holding Lord, right. Which probably carries some weight. And it's possible that because Harry's an idiot and everybody else knows whose castle this is, but him, you know, that that has some, some supernatural baggage with it as well. So. Yeah. I like the kind of the 
counter issues of like there's big bad magical monsters about to eat your face but then there's also the boring mundane i have to pay my bills larry fowler is suing me and how do i get this inspector off my ass right there's a, a question about has molly used mind magic to help harry cope with the battlegrounds fallout and he says not yet I mean, I right. would expect her to never do something like that, but I, they've they're already done such and that with changes and the ghost story and the fallout of that it was a very bad idea to have done. But the idea that the lady is required to help the knight become functional, it could be that he does need significant help, and there might be really small things that she could do, of like magically putting him to sleep instead of just magically going into his brain and fixing his trauma. That that would be a bad thing, but um, her job is to uh, keep him functional and to work on the dates because Mab is a jerk. So Molly's also the one planning out all the dates, not just the the wedding, but the dates. I do hope we get to see a very damaged Molly in in twelve months with this, but no, that's just me. Well, the other thing to keep in mind, though, is that they're all winter, right? So I don't think that Molly's just going to sit down and, you know, Freud him or something, right? It's not just going to be like, oh, well, let's let's handle your trauma. Like, it's Molly's approach, but it's not Winter's approach, right? And then by the same token, like, if if she puts blood in the water by showing that she's jealous of their union, you know that there are Fae out there that are going to show up and make that worse, <laughs> you know, so. Yes. Um. Yeah, Molly's going, I mean, let's see, was there only the one wedding that we've seen in the Dresden Files, which is Billy and George's? I, th I think, think so. so. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, so if that one was under attack, and they're off to the side, this one is going to definitely be under attack, and it's uh, all of the bridal party is going to need to be uh, people who can keep them safe and keep going I like this little bit that he said he changed as an author from earlier to now does his own grocery shopping he's a big fan of kiss uh keep it simple stupid right so leaves out more and philosophizes less he wasn't much of a message giver before and he's even less now and he's focusing on emotional impact more recently. I think you can see that. There's a lot of damage there. Emotional damage? No. Oh, right. We had talked about it before, so I forgot now. Uh, the winter contract. Are there ways out of the winter contract of being the winter night other than death? Yes, because Mab wasn't real specific in the contract, and Harry's not really a lawyer. We have previously discussed with um, Tam Lin, who was name dropped in Cold Days. And that seemed to be Tam Lin getting out of a binding to Queen Mab with the help of a woman named either Janet or Margaret, which is not significant whatsoever. But what he she said in changes, I mean, it was kind of vague, but it was very to the point. We're going to have to go back to that and uh, see where is the contract actually laid out and where did the signatures and everything and did something get missed? He could get out of being a winter knight, but will he have the time, the resources and whatnot to get out of it? 
Also, Jim doesn't know if Mab is going to get out of the series alive, and he starts cackling about how bad things would be without any Mab. But that's also been hinted, given Battleground, of like if Mab dies, then kill Molly Carpenter because she's not capable of being Mab. It's a, how bad is this going to be? Is this a Chekhov's gun that's never going to fire, or is it? There's only so many jumbo jets that I can take. Um, so to close this one up, according to the Smithsonian's website, a search result for hat, there are 16,000 images. So they've got at least that many hats, as far as I can tell. So at some point, I'll have to refine like famous hats, because I imagine it, like it's entirely possible he's just going to insert some fictional dude's hat. Right or whatever, it'd be like, this is actually the hat of Ed Eddie and the Enchanter or whatever. You know, who knows? And he'll get a proper wizard's hat. But you know, it's it's also possible that it it's from somewhere and means something to somebody. But anyway, I mean, it should be important person hat, right? Of Horatio Nelson's right. tricorn or something. That's why yeah. Abe Lincoln's so, hat I mean, makes sense, right? Sort of. And the problem is like they don't always tell like who donated them but they often do but that's harder to search by so like unless you knew a specific hat that you were looking for or you know i can't imagine he just went through sixteen thousand hats and be like yeah that's the one that's that's what i've been looking for you know i would imagine that the so. process was hey this guy had a hat where did it go oh it's in the smithsonian perfect it's gonna stay there or he made up a hat and he stuck it in the smithsonian because he, right. that's where he wanted to be but how does he get it out of the Smithsonian? Is he doing like National Treasure Indiana Jones something or other? That'd be fun. I mean, it's possible that like, you know, well, yeah, shit. The Smithsonian's in New York, right? I was in the DC area. I'm fucking, I'm going to Google. Okay. East Coast though, right? Not yes, Chicago. Not Chicago. Like, not Chicago is the biggest like, thing. It would have to. Right. So, like, unless there's, like, they just happen to bring it by. Okay, I'm feeling Mab all over this, right? They just happen to bring it by in a wandering exhibit and put it in, like, you know, the Chicago Art Museum for some reason, since we've been there plenty of times, but... Um, Washington, D.C. Yeah. Okay. There That's you go. Chicago. He's going to have General Sherman's hat, so... Yeah, there's there's so many like it, it's just I'm not sure where you heard the one hat thing, but it's like that was clearly not it was a hundred percent accurate. Uh, yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Was it on on the one of these Reddit posts? Yeah. yeah. So Redbeard RL says that the only search, quick search, the only hat that comes up in the Smithsonian yeah. is Abraham Lincoln's top hat. Is like, well, it's okay. Maybe there was something wrong on the search there. Um, right. Did, uh, nothing to support evidence whatsoever, but does it have to be a hat or can it just be a head wearing thing? Well, and right. There's my, there's wild stuff that he could do for that. Right. Cause the, my other favorite thing is that while I'm going through this, I'm imagining him wearing these. Right. And so it's like, Oh, this one gets categorized as American hats. It's a carnival mask, you know, uh, mm -hmm. made by uh, Miguel 
Caraballo of Ponce, Puerto Rico. And it's like, could you just imagine him just wearing this horned mask coming out of like it, it would be great for a DD campaign, but are we are we doing that? Are we going full DD for Dresden? I mean, there's innumerable military hats, which again kind of makes sense if you if you approach it backwards, right? And just be like, here's where all the helmets are. Here's General Sherman's hat. Is Colonel Mustard's hat in there? Like, or not anyway. <laughs> that turned into a joke, but that was a that was a misspeak. But anyway, you know, and and then there's like all these sports helmets too. So he comes out wearing <laughs> a fireman's hat or oh, a baseball yeah. hat, but like the hard helmet, you know, or whatever. Uh, here's one that that's honestly a makes sense. Bonnet, you know. So it's like, <laughs> I'm Harry Dresden, you know. Like <laughs> it doesn't really narrow it down a whole lot, you oh, know. That's so. But. I mean, I was just thinking because I like shiny things. What if it was a crown and isn't that significant some way? I'm sure he could make right. it whatever he wants it to be. If it's just like he is going right. to eventually have something he wears on his head. To a certain extent, I do want it to be like the um, fedora that he keeps putting on the, the book covers just because then it would finally be the fulfillment of that. But is there a famous fedora? It looks like hold on i'm just trying to double check national museum of american history i'm not 100 percent sure but in a search the literal hat of indiana jones showed up so i don't know if that's actually in the smithsonian or if this is a different museum that google fed me but um but yeah also yeah i was gonna say peter is kind of on fire with some of his comments today so uh okay. i've been i've been reading them we haven't had a chance to to get to all of them, but uh, yeah, so. I mean, then red baseball cap, I mean, as a red cap thing, I it would be funny if the red cap gave him one just to hear where this thing that now is going to squick you out, but. <laughs> right. It's also. It would be more like, this is the only way that I can. Helmet. Right. If, if the red cap did it, it'd be more like, this is the only way that I can protect you from the thing that's going to eat your brains. So wear it or get your brains eaten. I don't know. But like, you know. Oh, see, this hat's very cunning. So mm. it's it's like Jane's cap from, you know, Firefly, but it's green and red instead of like orange and yellow. So it's a very sorry, cunning your hat. reference doesn't make think. any sense to me. Yeah, but but my fans understand. So I'm not talking to you now. I'm talking to the fans. So anyway, yeah. Okay. But okay. So we kind of glossed over and got, I got us distracted, but like he can get out of the winter night thing. So yes. if you are a lawyer, since Dresden's an idiot, maybe you want to shoot us your theories on that because we're going to have to go try and figure that out ourselves. We're, yeah. we're not lawyers, but. But we, we were like, to we know how the Fae work with it's We know how his style works. <laughs> what, what the author would do. I mean, I, I'd have to go back to the story of Tamlin anyway, because that's the only one that we know by name that got out because that was an integral part of his story. I don't know how many others actually might have ended before their death. Yeah, Lloyd Slate had said things, or maybe it wasn't Lloyd Slate specifically who said it, but there was the idea in Summer Night that because the winter night mantle or the night's mantle keeps the night active and healthy and like running around still they get all that damage after so long they can't kind of can't live without the mantle keeping them up and running the way that 
Well, Dresden can. So that's another point on the winter night mantle. If he gets out of it, is his back healed or is he paralyzed? Right. Turns out Peter is also a lawyer, so He's sorry, very Kobe. Helpful Peter today. Is, yeah, Peter's the MVP today. We still love you, obviously. Try again next week, but uh, yeah. Well, Cody's missing today, so it's, he doesn't get to. No, be he showed up. He was oh. late. Cobra Kai was more important because that shit's not just you know on Netflix any old time, but. <laughs> so the contract was read in change that there wasn't really a contract yeah. it wasn't actually put out it was in changes when right. he summoned map saying i need to save my daughter help me do this and, and so right. it's just having to go through that again and but there wasn't exactly terms other than here's some power here's how you go get to do the save maggie and at the end of that you are mine you are the winter knight right yeah, I mean, it was all very verbal, but that's enough for the Fae, so. Yes, that. If that's... Harry was smarter, he he would have written it down. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, it doesn't matter. If he should have written it down so he could refer back to it later, as much as, like, he needs to know winter law, and he says, well, fuck winter law, and then he loses the ability to walk. He, he needs to actually read. But that's hard for him, apparently. As much as asking questions is hard, he should also know what he is bound to. Uh, can he fix the back with salt fire? You would have to know how to heal, probably. Like, someone who knows how to use healing magic would probably be able to, to do something with that, but he doesn't. Well, he's... So he's supposedly one of our many speculation points for 12 months, right? Is he supposedly going to get a bunch of training montage from listens to wind and um, river shoulders, right? So if there are people that Harry knows to teach him how to heal himself with magic, watch that come out, be like one of the scenes and like river shoulders is like, hold on. I'm, I'm trying to check your aura. And what the hell is this? Why did you not tell me you have access to soul fire? And Harry's like, oh, is that important? <laughs> you know, because that's oh, that's something Harry would do. It yeah. is. And actually. he's like, is that important? Do you want do you want to be unkillable and regenerate using your soul? You know, so that sounds like a different book series we're reading, but uh, you know, so <laughs> I I just want to make the comment about the he wants to play the UFO XCOM in the Dresden Files because that would be fun if someone made like, XCOM was fun. I would like to do that with magic and monsters as well as with aliens. And then uh, what you said about like a bullet might have your name on it, but the the fireball is to whom may be concerned. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we were talking, we were talking about it and the director's like, yeah, but everybody's just going to miss anyways. And, you know, so I said, yeah, well, a bullet might have your name on it, but a fireball is to whom it may be concerned. So you know, also fuck you and everybody near you. So I uh, hopefully accuracy is less important, you know, in a, if, if that's what, if that's what that meant, you know, as a Dresden XCOM game, I took it a different direction because it harkened back to like a previous Q and a um, that I remembered, which was, you know, like uh, were wizards involved in Roswell or whatever. 
And, you know, that Jim basically had like a, a couple of minutes of speculation talking about how, um, you know, like if wizards are bad on our technology, they're probably hell on wheels for, you know, aliens. And so the aliens probably like stay outside of the lunar orbit just in case, you know, it's like a no fly zone. Um, so I, it'd just be kind of funny if, you know, there was like a Dresden X-Files episode where they've got to go hunt down like a, a crashed UFO or something. And I don't know that that would be hella fun. So. You didn't make a comment about the multiverse thing because I was going at it when you were fixing your Internet. Did you want to speculate about what the multiverse might mean? Well, I mean, right, yeah, right now it just feels like it's a uh, it's a mix between you know, like we're gonna we're we're gonna get our Avengers Endgame moment, right, where all of his allies from wherever show up, you know, at some point in the BAT, but also like you know maybe a multiverse of madness type of thing where you know like some of those allies are gonna be from elsewhere, right? You know, it just that that was kind of the comment that struck me and. Obviously, like Jim's a big Marvel fan, but, you know, he's been adjacent to a lot of those tropes, but I feel like he's going to give it, you know, his own spin, of course. Um, let me see. I don't remember the. Uh... Yeah. So. Yeah. What fictional IP would you merge with the Dresden Files? Scooby-Doo with Supernatural for the fun insults. Buffy could be fun seeing her beat up Harry. Multiverse would be chaos and anything could happen. Wait for the BAT. So it's like. I, oh dang! You know, I kind of take this is, as like all the realities are going to start like merging into one. We're going to have multiple Dresdens, and they're going to be crazier than this Dresden. We're going to have the one Uriel running around trying to save things. If that's what a multiverse, I don't know. That's just the first thing that my brain went to. And now it's just kind of stuck there. Of if we're actually seeing everything, of all of them, all of the differences, then shit's going bad because we shouldn't be able to see them, except for Mirror Mirror. Right. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, I don't, I don't know that I don't particularly expect there to be multiple Dresdens, but maybe, you know, that, that would kind of harken back to, you know, him using his own shade against Kravos and then, you know, taking, taking all of that power and that sort of thing. So it's what the author would do, but, you know, like, I, I, I feel like, like, I, I want to see Warden Molly, Right. I want to see Ward and Elaine and like, you know, these badass wizard women that we've speculated about are like some of the ones that came to mind first. Right. Um, but, you know, just like when he crosses over in Mirror Mirror, he's almost certainly going to make new allies eventually or even if they're like ten tenuous and that sort of thing. So is he going to bring some of them over and, and pull the Uno reverse on, you know, what his his twin tried to do? Right. And, you know, that's so, like Marcone the knight from the other, you know, from the other side, because obviously Marcone took up a coin here. So, you know, that's totally going to be him picking up a sword for some reason on the other side. Maybe that's how small favor goes down is they don't get any of the coins, but Michael dies and he picks up Michael's sword, you know. Again, total wild ass guess, but you heard it here first. I'm just full <laughs> of it today. So <laughs> literally just like throw everything at the wall so that whenever something happens eventually, you get to be the one that said it. Um, yeah. If you say everything, you'll always get to say, I told you so. 
there has been ever since like anyone's ever died like it's like what if in mirror mirror we get to see susan again we get to see murphy again what if he brings them back over and we get to have murphy for forever again uh right unlikely for that to happen probably for reality breaking reasons but we might at least get to see them and if in mirror mirror harry learns how to get into other dimensions as at least one of them has he might be able to use that intentionally in the BAT and not just in the one. Right. Yeah, there, there's so much good stuff there because now I've now like it should have been obvious maybe a year or two ago, but now I've got images of like, you know, Harry the Conqueror instead of Kane the Conqueror. Right. And so you've got, you know all these multiversal Harry's in this multiversal war because one guy decided to go start offing all of his others, you know, from other universes and stuff. But yeah, craziness. Yeah. I, I would just like to read the book already and have more answers and then we can continue speculating with a little bit more to go off of. Right. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that the, the, dates of 12 months are at least lined out. I'm very curious how that book is going to go and the fact that it it is going to be a very different structure since usually it's like three days of hell a year that Dresden goes through and now it's going to be spread across over the entire year. Right. Okay. And probably honestly not a lot of hell because he's supposed to be recovering, you know, so... That's that's kind of where amount of hell. Right. Yeah. Well, between that, like, you know, maybe maybe like day off level, you know, like he's gonna run into some stuff and he'd be like, you know, look, look, buddy, normally you wouldn't even rate, but you know, I'm kind of in a slump right now, so let's dance or something. But that and and I kind of ascribe to EG's thing where it's like, you know, 12 or yeah, 12 months is gonna end with him sliding right into mirror mirror. And, you know, just kind of see that that will kick off his three days of hell, you know, so when he yeah. comes back, he's like, you guys will not believe where I've been, you know, like. <laughs> and you come back to international war between all of the factions because the, the marriage failed. <laughs> Whatever right. happened, yeah. it's going to be bad. Yeah. No one expects I mean, maybe. Right. Maybe. But I think it I think it'd be funny because I could just totally see Mav trying to comfort Laura and just be like. Look, I know he's a pansy, but I didn't expect him to run away. What the hell? <laughs> you know? uh, I just ending on the the point, I guess that uh, Jim says that he's going to write the epic, epic fantasy epic that will be done when he gets to be a good writer. Dresden is a, a side track for whenever he gets to his super epic fantasy epic. He's been saying that for years, I, and I know he's. I don't know what's stopping him from starting that. Yeah, I don't know. he should just do it already. Yeah. I'll read it. I mean, I I could make so many comments, but yes, like please just finish the two series that you've got me hooked on already. I will, of course, read the third one when it's time. Also, I've read you know several other authors since, and you know like you're still the best one that I've run across so far. Like, you know, I've read, I've read me some classics. I've read me some doom and, 
Larry Niven and, you know, now, now our new stuff with, uh, you know, Harrow the ninth and Gideon the ninth and everything. And it's like, there's some good ideas out there. Right. And there's some pretty good story and execution and that sort of thing. But I always come back to be like, why don't they do this? Jim does this. Why, why don't I know what these characters look like beyond like, well, they had dark skin and red hair or, you know, they've got, you know, candy skull makeup on the whole time or whatever. And it's like, that's the, a little bit of feature. description, you know, give us a little bit of like, you know, we're on a space station. What does that look like? You know, I don't, I don't it's know. Covered in like bones. there's just, yeah. Well, and I mean, I mean, the one that was the most jarring that I've said ad, ad nauseum too was like Rothfuss, right? It'd be like, why are there four disembodied heads talking to me for like four chapters? Like, I have no idea what these people look like, you know, and they're mm -hmm. not even important to the story, but it's like, if they're not, then why are they there? You know, so. And by that you mean it, in the first King Killer Chronicles it, book of like there's Coat yeah. and Bast and the Chronicler, I think that was it. Honestly, is that who it is in in the tavern? You know, so, yeah, so. yeah, because it was three of them, and Bast was there listening gotcha. to, to Coat, and the Chronicler was writing everything down in his shorthand. I don't think there was a fourth right. one. You're the fourth one. Gotcha. Sure, I'm there. I was I was living it. I was in the Star Wars. So. <laughs> Right. Well, that's that's Dragon Con speculation. We'll probably speculate further in two weeks with some other questions, or, or we'll do some research about Tamlin or or Hastings. Who knows? We'll I don't know. We'll be here in two weeks doing something. And if you want to listen to people bitch about Hera the Ninth, then join us next week 